Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Who Cares About the Rock Holly podcast about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm your host, Joe Quazala. I know too much about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And uh, is it a little sad? I don't know. You're listening, so you tell me. If you're a little intimidated uh, by the fact that I do a lot of research for this show and that I know so much, <laughs> if I know so much about the Rock Hall, you're in luck because we have, uh, as always, my co host who doesn't do any research and she's the voice of the people, Kristen Suttered. Hello. Yes, remaining unintimidated by Joe's inimitable knowledge of the Rock Hall. Well, I, I can imagine someone jumping into a show like this and being like, well, I don't know anything about these artists, but I want to establish up top that it's coming from both. Uh, a learned perspective and careful Joe what's what are you gonna say is the opposite and an uninformed or Ooh, yeah still it still feels a little slight. a slight towards you like a bit of a slight yeah All right. a slight slight well why don't we bring in our guest yes. that's a good idea let's do that uh, no sliding our guest no sliding ever a production director at power 106 they're number one for hip-hop here in los angeles i might say they're number one in the street uh <laughs> he is also a, he hosts and curates a great video series on the power 106 youtube channel called wax only it's Vinny pagan hey how's it going hi Vinny. glad to be here thanks hey. for having me oh my god thank you for and joining us <laughs> fyi that's wax with an X. Yeah. <laughs> it wax. is not whack. Yeah, no. not wax. That's a yeah. different show. Yeah. Right. That's a, w- w- Wax <laughs> only is just like the lamest tracks ever. Yeah, yeah exactly. This, this I'm going to yeah. start a competing show called Wax Only, where I only play whack tracks, hey, not wax tracks. That's a great spinoff. That's Truly. a great idea. Play okay. the bad skits on hip-hop albums. Oh, there my you God. Go. My actual <laughs> nightmare. The and that thing is that something I you could curate because you are opinionated really about uh, But then I'd have to skits. listen to them and it would piss me off. There, I hate, maybe I hate skits skit. on hip hop albums. It, you know what? It depends on the album, but I feel you on that. I it's would say ninety eight percent of the time <laughs> it's no good, and then the other two percent of the time it's De La Soul. Like that's it. Oh, that's great. In my opinion, I do not like that's skits. Great. So you don't like the Biggie interlude on Ready no, to Die? I do not. I don't like <laughs> any of them. People are always trying to tell me that five or what was it twenty dollars stack pyramid on the Chronic is like the best skit of all times. No, it's not. <laughs> I it's, could do without them as well. I know I know exactly what you're saying. Rappers when, are not comedians, and they wish they were. And it really, it's too much for me. There's a lot of char- You know, these these dudes are char- char- charismatic. So I don't know. Like they, they're fun and they're funny, and, and they, you know, they can riff and all that. Do it in the studio. Make your boys laugh, and then save it for I them. I feel you. I feel you. 
Right. That's not who we're here to talk about. Yeah. Sorry. Well, let's talk. <laughs> let's start to talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame in general. I'm curious, Vinny, if the institution of the Rock Hall is even something you ever think about. Never. <laughs> not until not, not honestly, and I'm a music head. Not until, and I'm I say music head, I'm a hip hop head first and foremost. So I feel like hip hop fans, and I'm 40, so I feel like we never, it's never really been on our radar. Yeah. Until hip hop artists started kind of talking about it more. The Michael Rappaport documentary, Tribe, the Tribe documentary. Uh-huh. I remember Q-Tip saying that in the very beginning, I, he was yeah. like, "I don't even know we're gonna get together until maybe when we're, we're in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Maybe that's when uh, like Fife and him will get together mm-hmm. and actually see each other and and, and talk to each other right. again." And that kind of like struck a chord with me. I was like, "Wow, these dudes are like." legendary artists legend you know there's no space for hip-hop artists like uh-huh. and our only space is like maybe we'll get into the rock and roll hall of fame type to to legitimize yeah. their careers you know so to speak and the idea that like even q-tip it's on his mind right exactly so it means something to them yeah. for sure joe mm-hmm. loves to hear that i do love joe to likes that. it when artists <laughs> care about yeah. the rock hall and and I feel like he does. Like Q-Tip mm-hmm. is definitely like when he said that, you knew like he wasn't saying that he like he was that was to put it out in that in the universe that, hey, yeah. we're still not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And I don't know what constitutes you getting in. I'm sure. Yeah. You know. That. Yeah. Right. Well, there's there's six hip hop acts currently in the hall. That's crazy. Yeah. Let me see if I can name them. Let's see if you can. Yeah. Public- see, if bo- see if both of you guys can. I know. Can do it. Yeah. Public Enemy. Yeah. N.W.A. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. Tupac, mm-hmm. uh, uh, the Beastie Boys, yeah, um, uh, is Grandmaster Flash, yeah, and the Furious Five, and the Furious Five, and there is one more. You're doing better than I would have done, I think. Well, I've <laughs> been hosting this show for <laughs> yeah. a year and a half, I, and I forget almost everything else. Is this is it a more recent is one? That Kurt, I'm is it Curtis Blow? No, it is. I mean, you're missing like a a fun uh, Run DMC, yeah, Run DMC. Exactly. Okay, great. Well, oh, there we yeah. go. Yeah, I was if trying to figure there's out. There's going to be one left. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and they're the kings of rock. Yeah, yeah. for sure. So, yeah. Uh, that, maybe the yeah. most appropriate hip hop act in, in the hall. Who was first? Was it Grandmaster Flash, Flash and the Furious Five? Yeah, yeah, they were the first in 07. Wow. Yeah. And so the, the hall has been a little slow to the hip hop game. But to their credit, often artists like Public Enemy or run DMC, as soon as they were eligible, they were on the ballot, they got in immediately. Right, right. So there, there's, but also LL has been on the ballot five times and still hasn't gotten in. He's <laughs> not on the ballot this year, right? He's not. No, okay. they're kind of clearing the lane for Biggie. <laughs> right. Knowing that if they put more than one hip-hop act on the ballot, that kind of decreases the chances so they're kind of trying. It feels like they're clearing the, like they the clear chances the for uh, for what. So if you're thinking of it in terms of like okay, I want to clear out the lanes for each genre mm-hmm. so that within the lane there's no two acts competing. Okay. Like I wouldn't – They it looks oh, like they're I not see. putting LL and Big E both on the ballot thinking that might split votes. Okay. And then neither of them get in. Thank God it wasn't Big E Tupac when that was – Yeah, <laughs> right? That really would have been – Oh, my – what? Oh, God. Could you imagine? And my if only God. one of them got in? Like if they were eligible the same yeah. year – that yeah. would have been a crazy. And like, which one do you pick? Or yeah. do you do both do you and do just both, see what happens? And then, yeah. And then they both get in and then... It's all good. And yeah. then it's all good. <laughs> Is it all good? And then, or we then, have, you... then we have the biggest like tribute performance. It sounds very good <sighs> in many Best ways. case scenario, everybody comes together. Yeah, best Absolutely. case scenario. Absolutely. Best hey, scenario. it's yeah. been years, It has you know? been years. But let's, let's, 
let's let's squash the beef let's yeah. grill the beef yeah <laughs> uh but yeah so other than that i i can't imagine why you would pay attention to the to the rock hall no like i said i'm a music lover and wax only is a show that i do because i don't only i'm not only a hip-hop head hip-hop is where it started for me as far as the love of music and yeah. and i'm one of those hip-hop nerds and music nerds where i would open up the credits to cds and see what pete rock sampled on what album you know what i mean yeah. like um, otherwise, I would never own a Tom Scott and the L.A. Express like records. You know what uh-huh. I mean? Like I saw Pete Rock, one of my favorite songs. They reminisce over you is a great Tom Scott and the California Dreamer sample. And I would never own that record or know anything about Tom Scott if I didn't, if Pete Rock didn't sample him, mm-hmm. you know? I don't know anything about Tom Scott. He's a great jazz musician. Let's great. talk about Wax Only. Mm-hmm. Your, your series, which is great, it gives the background of samples. It's, yeah. it's going through hip-hop albums that you love and it's it's great what you do it's overhead camera so you can see the turntable right and then pulling out the vinyl that the tracks are sampling okay right. yeah. i think i would like to watch this show it's yeah. great. this it's, seems like a show i would like yeah and that's the thing is like um it's it's a learning but everybody can learn something from the show you know um there's some certain times where i'll actually do my research for a record that was sampled i was like oh and i have a uh, i have an immense vinyl collection so uh you know when i would look up to see what record it sampled i would go to my stash and pull it out. i was like wow i never i, I totally forgot that that was sampled so i'm kind of rediscovering yeah. and relearning it myself it's just a great learning opportunity to for people to there's been people who are uh been in the hip-hop game for years that come up to me like i had never realized that that song was sampled by this and that so it's a great learning tool for doesn't matter if you're a young kid or older cat that just loves music you you learn something and it's you know it's a cool vibe too you just put on the playlist and and you know you and that's the great part about the the series too like i said i have uh my my collection is immense you know as far as vinyl goes so yeah, I, I mean you've got some obscure shit i definitely yeah <laughs> yeah i've come up with a yeah like and back in the early 2000s when is when i really came up on my collection when because that's when djs were just like vinyl is vinyl. done serato is here vinyl is done serato you know, serato is a is a computer form of a <laughs> serato means <laughs> closed, closed. Yeah. <laughs> okay. exactly i like it's closed we're closing yeah. it out on vinyl yeah, sorry it's not serato. <laughs> there it goes so yeah virtually that if you will close the book on vinyl <laughs> so at the end of the day djs will get just giving away their collections virtually. oh my god so i would just You're be going to dj's up. houses and Clean be like up. are you sure all right, cool. And I'll grab my crates and head on home because I was one of those cats that uh, loved the art of digging, going to digging and, and, getting, mm-hmm. these, and these, getting these records. And in the early 2000, like I said, it was like 2002, 2003 when Serato was just start, first starting to, to crack where DJs were like, I don't need the, these records anymore. So mm-hmm. I would like go on the hunt for years and, and grab a ton of great records, that stuff that's worth like 
three four hundred dollars today if you go to amoeba right now some of the stuff that i got from dj's uh co- collections oh shit like it'd be on the wall at amoeba for like three four hundred dollars type yeah. stuff so i was very lucky in that sense where i was like well people you know one man's trash is another uh-huh. man's treasure He's i would totally here, swooped like, in on it yeah exactly you got in at the right time exactly so That's you know incredible. and so you know i actually do the commercial production for power 106 so i actually produce all the commercials but um when i did wax only they you know at the time the the radio station was just trying to come out with content mm-hmm. you know and they were like you have a great record collection why don't you just do something i was like all right cool and then you know now we're four and a half years in um i've done like a hundred and almost 150 episodes and um and it's just all stuff that i like and i actually own though that's so cool you know so i'm not gonna do i'm probably not gonna do a drake wax only i'm probably not gonna do not because i don't like drake it's because it's more catered to golden era um classic hip-hop um and stuff that i gravitate towards Mm -hmm. you know i uh recently got into the song day by day by eddie kendrick's Because someone had played it somewhere and I was like, this is the sample from Let the Beat Build by Lil Wayne, which is my favorite song yeah. on that album. It's such a good sample. And then the it retroactively got me into this great soul song, which exactly. is a great song, and introduced me to an artist that I didn't know. It was like No, and that's why I hope to to um, you know, accomplish with Wax Only is having that same I know exactly that same feeling is happen, opening up that door to yeah. music is so you know, um, we we like what we like, and we're creatures of habit. But when you open up the the, the window of possibilities as far as music goes, there's it's endless, and you can get caught in that rabbit hole and go on for for years. You know, mm-hmm. so that's that's what I hope to accomplish with that, and and also shed light on some groups and artists that are just kind of forgotten about in the hip-hop there, perspective there are mm-hmm. so many oh. I, and now i'm just like my brain is starting to flip through all of the songs that i got into because i have heard them as samples right and and just like bands that i wouldn't have known existed because maybe they didn't have a huge commercial career in exactly you know, a lot of these kind of soul artists from the 70s i feel like in particular Definitely. i mean i learned about uh you know through the fire from through the wire exactly <laughs> like, yeah. like yeah. is a very you know that's another rock and roll hall of fame right Right, Rufus. Well, so yeah, so Rufus are, and Shaka Khan are on the they're on, on the, the ballot. ballot. Oh, they're right on the ballot this, oh, so, this year. Oh, they're on the ballot. So we don't know who's in yet. Correct. Oh. So right These now, are nominees. And this okay. this will transition nicely into a little game we're going to play. All right. So the ballot is out right now. There's 16 artists on the ballot, and the voters get to choose five. Uh, if you are so lucky to be a voter, you get a ballot. You get to pick five. <laughs> this is Joe's pitch again yeah. give him a ballot and who, are, and who are the voters voters uh it's everybody who's been inducted and also oh. you know journalists okay. uh industry people okay it's not public who the voters are but you you can have a we have some intel idea. we know we know a few voters we know a few voters of the thousand yeah. or so right and there's about a thousand so what i'm going to do is i'm going to give you the ballot mm-hmm. and we'll play we'll play Vinny's ballot Vinny's ballot who Let's you see, would you put ha- in if you got to pick five from this list, who would you choose? Oh my God, Whitney Houston is not in the Rock and Roll Hall I of mean, Fame yet. I mean, sing it. I can't with. The- <laughs> well, for me, for, off top, Biggie's in. Sure, yes. for sure. Oh my goodness, T Rex, 
craft work oh my talk about hip-hop samples craft work yeah. is yep. one of the most sampled groups in hip-hop period yeah africa bambada obviously so sonic force uh wow pat benatar all right geez i'm definitely going biggie okay that's, we can like, lock that's locked that's sorry that's just uh, that's it you know obviously biased. um I'm going Rufus featuring Shaka Khan too. I'm sorry. We that, love that's it. good. Do we, not be sorry. That. You don't have to apologize for like, any of your choices unless you pick. They just you'll know. so many classic <laughs> records. Yeah, no, absolutely. So many classic records. Oh man. You pick who would you be on your ballot. This okay. is All right, this is your vote. Right. They, they right. gave you a ballot because they want to know who you wanted. I mean, I'm going Whitney Houston too. Sure. Hallelujah. Um, um, so you get so two more. So that's three. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna go. Oh gosh, what's the, what's the dude from Nine Inch Nails? I'm already forgetting. Trent Reznor. Oh man, I love his stuff. Yeah, I'm going Nine Inch Nails. Okay, and then we got four. We got one more. Oh man, this is probably not the like I said, just because of, just because of the the samples, mm -hmm. craft work. You I gotta, gotta do go craft work. You gotta do craft work. Like, should be in the rock hall. They were they are very very influential ahead of their time. I mean, it's yeah, in both hip hop and electronic music. Yeah, craft like work. That's a really good ballot. It was a great ballot. That's a great ballot. That's, you you missed out on my girl Pat Benatar, but other I know. than that, you did a very great job. I yeah. I really like that ballot. Oh, I'm happy. I, with I'd those. be very happy if that was who got in, except. If Pat doesn't get in, I quit the show. That's true. So, yeah. you, you, uh, have said this. you have said this. So other than that. Yeah. Uh, I say, we, Vinny, you deserve a ballot. Yeah. Okay. For that, for that for performance. That, Dang. For that performance. For that well, ballot. And yeah. for your, you know, knowledge, it'd be good for them to include more, you know, people who are biased towards hip hop because there's so many people. We're biased, biased the other way. The other way. So. Yeah. Balance it out. Yeah. yeah. And I know there's been a lot, a lot of talk and I, 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 you know what? Don't misquote me, but I feel there is a museum that's being opened up. And I believe it's going to be in the Bronx um, with the hip hop. Um, I know there's there, there's a few museums out there already, but I I vaguely remember just reading about this that in the Bronx they're going to have like um, kind of a, a curated hip hop museum where it's oh, like uh, that's you know, a great idea. It's, there it's, should be one. Not there. that I want to separate music is music, and you know mm -hmm. if anything, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame needs to change the name maybe like to the Music Hall of Fame. I don't know. Like it just we talk about this on the show all I, the time, and that used to really be my big. Um, I mean, it still is. I would not be mad if they called it like the Music Hall of Fame or whatever. Yeah. Joe has other thoughts. He believes yeah. that rock and roll is inclusive, and it's it's more like an attitude. I mean, that's something Ice Cube said when you. when NWA was inducted. You know right. that it's an attitude, and that it is. And then for us, what we talk about a lot is it's counterculture. It's like the music of the youth, and that I do think yes, um, music like hip hop, you can. Uh, trace back to the blues and right. a lot of the foundational rock and roll artists and music definitely and i and, think because of that yeah. it should it should definitely be involved it, it is rock and roll in spirit right well Absolutely. and as i always say is like now hip-hop is the music of the youth it is what people listen to to piss their parents off it is what is cool it is what is underground mm -hmm. it is also it's the most popular into, music and it's the most in popular the music world. in the world it's also incredibly american definitely you know mm -hmm. and we think of rock and roll as this american export in a way even though so many british bands are mm -hmm. uh yeah, rock bands but the british bands got it from but they black got it blues, from black yeah, yeah. Blues, right. and right. you know i think it's the last great american uh as far as like invention of music period yeah. isn't i don't think there's going to be you know i wouldn't say never but i'm just saying like how young hip-hop is still considerably mm -hmm. like i just feel like the the story of hip hop we 
we're just getting started virtually, yeah. you know. So yeah. it's going to be interesting. I think it's the last of the great American uh, music inventions, if you will. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, unless there's going to be some sort of weird, you know, Something mind you, music yeah. that we'll all be we're not expecting to each other <laughs> someday yeah. or whatever. You never know. But you don't know. Yeah. And when the world looks to America, it is one of our greatest exports culturally, like dance, music, fashion, like the whole thing about hip hop is a very big American export. And when other countries look at America, they're like, that is what's cool about America. They're not looking at fucking rock bands that we or like traditional rock bands. They're not not saying that's cool. That's what we want to dress like Mm -hmm. those people. They're saying. (laughs) But it's all good. It's all going to come full circle. Oh, yeah. Trust. Like, you know, this because you guys are music lovers too it's all goes in cycles and you know i'm i'm sure i'm not deep in the uh, seat in the in the rock and roll genre right now so to speak so i'm not i can't even speak on it but i'm sure like there's that there's going to be some great groups everything comes in cycles yes. and you know mm-hmm. we'll, we'll see what happens maybe the great rap rock resurgence oh god <laughs> oh limp well, biscuits yeah. and kid rocks yeah. your, your corns you know, oh when my you got, goodness when you've got a a rock band with a dj you know <laughs> the greats you got your oh. incubus coming back you got please stop all. could you please stop <laughs> i need you to stop the new metal resurgence oh. honey. yeah <laughs> all right why don't we talk about biggie let's yes. cleanse the palate here yes <laughs> let's talk about biggie the greatest of yes, all time please, notorious let's talk about notorious yeah, so B. i was B. watching wax only and, and then i heard you say that that you, to, to you he's the greatest rapper of all time mm-hmm. and i was like he's got to be on the show is yeah. that how you found Vinny? absolutely yeah <laughs> I, yeah that's what he said in the email i mm-hmm. love that <laughs> yeah because i mean it was trying to trying to find somebody a little hard because biggie's so east coast right like most of the people I was like oh this person wrote about Biggie this person and it's, everybody's in New York right. and it's maybe a little hard given the East Coast West Coast thing sure. to find somebody on the West Coast but then I was like yeah. I think Vinny's my guy well here's the thing I'm originally born in Brooklyn New York okay perfect. and I, I spent my it. first 10 <laughs> years of my life in Coney Island so my parents moved out here in 1988 so I'm definitely Californian I love being I'm, thank God they did because like, I love being out here and I love LA and California but I always had my ear to the to East Coast mm-hmm. hip hop, you know, because I would go back in the summertime in New York, especially yeah. be my, my grandparents uh, living in Brooklyn and whatnot, my cousins, aunts, uncles and whatnot. So I already had kind of an East Coast bias. I already, already knew like the videos that were shot. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, I know where that's at or blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. So mind you, when before Biggie came on the scene, the first time I heard Biggie was in like 1993. He was on the Who's the Man soundtrack and it mm-hmm. was a joint called Party and Bullshit. Bugging and bucking at niggas like I was duck hunting. Coming out just me and my crew. Cause all we wanna do is. Probably credited as Big yeah. or Biggie Smalls, not yeah. Notorious B.I.G. Yeah, yeah. so Wait, as Big, just just B.I.G. Yeah. Yeah. Just was, just the word Big. I believe. Yeah, I was looking at the album cover the other day, and on the on the cover, it just says Big. Yeah, I think it. Yeah, it, it was. It was B.I.G. Right, and on um, I I have a sealed twelve uh, inch of Party and Bullshit. Um, and it says yeah, B.I.G. Uptown Records, but on the Who's a Man soundtrack, there was other. Artists like House of Pain was huge mm-hmm. back then. Um, there was Heavy D. So it was one of those, like, who is this yeah. big guy? It was, right. you know, like, we don't know. But, I, you know, he was on my radar, and then he did a remix. It's like when Snoop was on the, what, what soundtrack was that from? 
the deep cover deep cover soundtrack right. that was like his very first right. verse ever like to out in the world was like mm-hmm. on the deep right. cover soundtrack <laughs> right with like that was I his guess, intro to, to yeah the, to the music world for sure and so. it was a hell of an intro and then i heard him on a couple of remixes and being out here on the west coast obviously he was bubbling a lot more on the east coast right so obviously now with the internet and stuff back then you literally have to had to be in New York City. Someone yeah. had to, to give it to you out of their trunk. Yeah, like, exactly. You, know. you had to hear it on the radio or something, record it, or there's word of mouth, mm-hmm. or he's literally rhyming on the block on the street, yeah, like, you right. know, battling and whatnot. Um, and then he did a remix. Um, it was Super Cat and Mary J. Blige. I love it when you call me Big Pop, but the show stop, but the rhyme drop, but Super Cat past the clock. Uh, I see you shivering. Check the flavor. Biggie Smalls is delivering. Lyrical lyrics is flowing lyrics out my life. Um, he did a remix rhyme over it and I you know and it was caught a buzz a little bit and and then it was kind of like all right you know that was in 93 so I really forgot about him until mm-hmm. Juicy came out and yeah. then when Ju- cuz like I said being out here in California you don't mm-hmm. you don't know what's going on and then I heard Juicy and I was like whoa that was just a game changer for me. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Something pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rap attack, Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack. And that's out to me, arguably probably one of the my my favorite hip hop songs of all time. Um, just from a rags to riches perspective, this dude from Brooklyn, the sample that was chosen, mm-hmm. uh, just also the, kind of the introduction of this dude, right? It's like the lead off single on the first album. Yeah, exactly. So Juicy got every the whole world's attention, and that I remember, you know, I was like, oh, that's big, that's notorious, big, that's the dude from Who's the Man Party and bullshit that type type of shit. So I was just gravitated towards him as far as like just his aura, like he was a mm-hmm. big dude, he was spitting raw raps like that was the thing about biggie for me he encompassed r&b he was one of the the first hip-hop artists in my opinion that like had a a great crossover appeals for because he incorporated r&b but he also had the streets a guy like me who's a backpacker who loves like underground hip-hop like Mm -hmm. you knew he could rhyme you knew he was if he was battling anybody you want him on your team because he's gonna take out everybody so he had the streets respect he had like the backpackers respect and uh-huh. then all of a sudden the girls liked him too because yeah. it music. was a crossover appeal because yeah. he had incorporated there's R&B. a chorus yeah, yeah. and you can dance yeah. to it yeah and you can dance to yeah. it it's a vibe to it and it was something that had never really been done and that's another thing out here on the west coast i mean everything was dre and snoop and they were controlling radio and mm-hmm. uh mainstream um pop media and that if you will too because they were when dre came out with the chronic like that ain't nothing but the g thing you heard that a million times in 1992 and and and, and after and they were the west coast was dominating um, yeah. at the time so it was kind of like the east coast was looking for um their their answer to that yeah their answer yeah. to that and it you know and wait it, dr dre is he eligible yeah he is. What? I have a feeling, though, it's not as much a priority because he's in with NWA. Right. Oh, okay. So, kind of, so okay. like, why do a sure, double sure, inductee sure. before you put in put some in, of these other artists for the first time? Right. That's okay, kind of how yes, yes, I'm yes. assuming. Yeah. I, just, right. and I just was like, oh, my God. Yeah, Dre is so important. But yeah. So, yeah. So, like, Big kind of came out of nowhere, so to speak, you know, as far as his look, 
his sound, his, yeah. just the whole package of him. It was kind of like, whoa, who is this kind of deal? And I think when Juicy hit, I grew up in the suburbs in the, in the Antelope Valley. After I moved, my parents moved from Brooklyn, they stopped in the Antelope Valley. I don't know why, but they, <laughs> just, sure. they just stopped. And, you know, I grew up in the suburbs out there, and everybody was, that's like ready to die was like, everybody owned that CD who I knew in that, mm-hmm. in that area. So it was like, it was, he crossed over from urban to suburban he was that guy you know yeah and so even mm-hmm. being on the west coast it was undeniable right absolutely absolutely and then he just had hit after hit after that but then you go listen to the album mm-hmm. he to me how we used to listen to albums you know you're late yeah. at night in your room you got the headphones yeah. on that album was like a scorsese movie to me i was like from top to bottom like it yeah. was it just played out like a movie in my mind and it was very vivid it was unlike anything I've ever heard, you know, mm-hmm. um, <sighs> those two albums, Illmatic dropped in April of 94 and then Ready to Die dropped in September of 94. So those two albums for me were like game changers in hip hop, yeah. East Coast yeah. hip hop, especially. Right. So, so those two albums. And, and and I don't know, I just to me, I've never heard anybody rap better than Biggie Smalls. That's mm-hmm. just my personal op- opinion. And I know yeah. they're all subjective, but he's got he's always got the the, the top. He's number one for me. He's top pick, you know, top pick for me. Just he's so smooth. He's so smooth and deep, and he's got. Uh, do you ever see that Vox video where they, where break, they break down, down his, his flow? Flow. It's like one of the coolest things I've ever seen. They break right. down how he's. It's cool. I'll send it to you. He does like how he's using internal rhymes and then he switches it and then he's also then he's like referencing something from another track and like kind of playing off somebody else's thing and they they like basically break down a whole like mm-hmm. verse and and showing other the way artists had rapped before him yeah and like what was going on and how even just down to the syllables the way a lot of rappers were flowing and then how when he came in it's different yeah uh, it, yeah that's a really good video it breaks it down for like if you're a <laughs> you're yeah. like, I know yeah. I like this and I hear it, but like, what is so the layers so of it? What is so great about this? Yeah, why then, is it so impressive? For mm-hmm. sure, that, absolutely, and that's the thing with Big. He, he definitely, he, he, he came at the perfect time as far as like uh, where hip hop was. You know, you had the Big Daddy Kanes, you had the Rock Kims, who knew you, who you knew they were lyricists and dope, but he brought it to like the next level uh, as far as like mainstream appeal. And another thing is what really impressed me about him is like he never wrote anything down he everything really never wrote a rhyme down he he dj premier talks about it when they made the record unbelievable dj premier said that he uh he got the studio and he's thinking like you know he got like at that time big was just he just have his his guys in there they'd be smoking weed drinking Mm -hmm. just partying bullshitting you know and Mm -hmm. and primo was like yo are we gonna like it's we've been here two hours and he was pre- premier was saying he paid for the session he's like yo we gotta get going he's like I'm ready he's like what what you're ready <laughs> he's, like, he's like yeah and he said he never seen anything like it he went in there one take he did unbelievable um which is one of my favorite Biggie Smalls uh, records you smoke like touches from the master hate to blast you but I have to you see I smoke a lot your life is played out like Farm and the fucking polka dots who rock the spot Biggie you know how the weed go unbelievable he told Premier 
that he's like, yo, I think I, I hear like a R. Kelly scratch on this. If you could put, it's unbelievable. Like that would be dope. And Primo was like, all right, I'll try it. And <laughs> oh then, and then the, but the yeah. genius of Biggie Smalls, now we hear that Jay-Z does that because he right. looked at Big mm-hmm. and he was like, yo, I got to, this, this dude, but come on, like who, who does that? No, I can't, like if, if I'm an actor mm-hmm. or whatever, and I, you know, you, you have, all these lines in your head and stuff. I still, I'm not going to be able to deliver it well, with, uh, it's, it's just a different, oh, she's so, going to start talking about uh, improv. No, I'm a trained I'm gonna improviser. I have gone to the second city. Okay. I have performed at the hey, upright you know, citizens you know brigade. I have performed on a cruise uh, ship. I've done Vinny, short with form. The, I've done with the long rock and form. Roll and let me Hall tell you, I'm coming off the dome. So to speak, what can be kind of difficult about the rock and roll Hall of Fame is that it's people would uh, say that music is subjective. It's like a big thing, right? That everyone when says it. They're you're like, trying to do something like a Hall of Fame. Are the unlike baseball, you don't have acting. stats to look everyone at. Everyone thinks that. You were like pan left. You were pan right. <laughs> <laughs> but I do want to get to a point, which is that what's hard about choosing artists for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is that music is subjective. How can you decide someone's right. better than someone else? And it's different person to person. But because I'm a nerd, I put together a list of categories that I think if you do well in these categories, objectively, mm-hmm. you have a good case for Rock Hall induction. Okay. So we're going to see how the Notorious B.I.G. stacks up after we take a little bit of a break. We'll like be right that. back. Welcome back, everybody. We hope you had a nice break. We hope over your break. You uh, thought of new meanings for the word juicy. Yeah. As uh, graphic as you want to get. Yep. All right. As as bad as they want to be. The Notorious B.I.G. became eligible this year. So this is the first time on the ballot, the first opportunity to even be on the ballot. So if he gets in, this is what we call an FYE, first year eligible inductee, which is, you know, rarefied error. If you get in as soon as you're eligible, not many artists have accomplished that. So let's go into the first category, which is critical acclaim. Okay. Biggie was, I mean, critics went nuts. Yeah. Critics Mm -hmm. went insane. His first two albums, his run between 94 and 97 were unlike anything hip hop will or music in my opinion will ever see to like he he definitely has the greatest double album in hip hop history and there's been plenty of double albums in hip hop and in music in general so his catalog those first two albums it's it's almost like you get into the league like Magic Johnson and when you're first as a rookie you win a championship uh-huh. you know he won two championships three like three championships back to back to back with those with those albums he in did my a opinion three Pete. <laughs> yeah like Jordan. <laughs> yeah, and it, it he got uh, so much critical acclaim at the time, and then even especially retroactively. Yeah. I mean, like when you die young, it kind of uh, your legacy is crystallized. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and there are so many publications, whether it's Rolling Stone or Time or Pitchfork or vibe or whoever that are putting him at at the top if they're ever making a list of the greatest rappers of all time he's either at the very top or towards the top yeah like every place will say that yep yeah you know it's interesting too i i mean i'm sure we'll get to this more about like the saturation just the saturation of biggie was so the early 90s just like belonged the 90s belonged to him Mm -hmm. I think I remember when the West Coast rap kind of broke through. People were calling it gangster rap and it was like a big thing. And all the parents were like, oh, 
God, what do we do? Like really afraid. And then I, but the thing, Biggie has a way of disarming that because his flow is so smooth. It is not as aggressive as like Tupac or as even though Snoop is chill, yeah. there is something kind of like he feels more dangerous, even though Biggie is saying like, you know, your daughter's tied up in the yeah. Brooklyn basement, right. like right. face it, not guilty. Like, right. like that can easily wash over you with but, the way he but raps. the way that he raps That's can just true. like it kind of envelops you, you know. And he, can, he would also do love raps too. Mm-hmm. Like he kind of had like a lover yeah. uh, a lot of vibe his, to him. A lot of his songs are love songs. Yeah. And so that I think too made him a lot less scary to yeah. people just based on his flow and the vibe mm-hmm. of him. I, I just like yeah, it that was his appeal. Right like I said, like he de- he had cats who were like hip hop nerds who were like oh he's not that lyrical but he he had those people he had the parents like singing along to Big Papa he had he had everybody in his back pocket and he was just kind of you know going with it his talent Uh, let's talk about the next category which kind of ties in a little bit classic albums Mm. does the artist have classic albums Hmm. he has two (laughs) they're both like bona fide classic albums Absolutely. Uh, Ready to Die, which yeah. was the debut, yeah. and then Life After Death, which was the posthumous release. I right. mean, for real, my man, you're really going to do that? That's wild, too. The names and the timing, and it's really. too much, and I'm and, sure that's... And the, that was another thing he had planned. Uh, the for, his, his death? Re, his, no. <laughs> the, ti- the, the, titles. The, the titles of the album. So he, he actually, his first album, Ready to Die, was originally called the Teflon Dawn, because he was a... Gangster Uh-oh. John Gotti Meanwhile, back in the in Rick the, Ross in, over there, yeah. Just so so co-opting the, it, yeah. So Puffy actually stepped in and said, "Nah, like I'm not, I'm not sure about that." They eventually agreed. He's like, "All right, let's do Ready to Die." So Biggie already had the first three albums he was gonna name. He was gonna go Ready to Die, Life After Death, and Born Again. That was gonna be the three <sighs> albums that mm-hmm. he off top was gonna. Uh, opening trilogy opening trilogy kind of like what Kanye did with College Dropout Dropout, late that kind of trilogy so he already had it planned out and arguably you could say Life After Death obviously it's a double album so that's like two albums in one right there Mm -hmm. so those you know Born Again it gets a little bit wishy-washy because then it becomes you said posthumously Life After Death that's correct but he actually was Right, basically was, making the out al- like the album mm-hmm. was almost virtually done, you know. It was, but it, released, but it obviously released after, right after he. But he, he was involved away. in the production, right? And he and was, was, yeah. This yeah, wasn't, it is, yeah, this yeah was his it is a, creation. it is a biggie album. Yeah, definitely. So, Born Again, the third, technically third album, is kind of like where it gets a little bit too many hands in a pot type of deal, where it became obviously Puffy, you know, Bad Boy put it out and, and whatnot. But I just felt like it left me scratching my head a little bit. Yeah, you know, it's, it's it, technically a Notorious B.I.G. album, but is it because right. he wasn't involved? It right. was using tracks that they had that weren't used right. and trying to hobble something together right. without his involvement. Exactly. So I don't know if you even consider that in the canon. Now, did Puffy produce all of these albums? Puffy executive produced uh, virtually all these albums. Um, as and far then, as production, yeah, he had a hand in a couple of production. Like He would like fine-tune it. Juicy was one of those that he... Uh, mm-hmm. he definitely had his hand in but uh classic yeah but uh that first album a lot of it is easy moby easy moby easy moby Uh, dj Premier, 
and, um, and Lord Finesse has Puffy, a track. Puffy's like a co-producer on right. a, l- a lot of the bigger tracks. Right. And then it's kind of the, a similar deal with Life After Death. Yep, absolutely. Now, tying classic albums to critical acclaim, mm-hmm. let's talk about the Rolling Stone Top 500 Albums of All Time list. Ooh. They put out a definitive 500 albums list. Do you guys think Biggie is on this list? I definitely do. Okay. What do you think, Vinny? Uh, of all time? All time, yeah. Yeah, I would I would imagine. It definitely is. He's a critically acclaimed artist, and Rolling Stone isn't so up their own ass that they wouldn't <laughs> acknowledge, like, I mean, acknowledge Just it. I mean, 500 artists, I'm just saying, like, forget albums there, just 500 artists, he's got to be in there. Yeah. Like, just artists, I know they're but albums. But they have I mean, to the, put, yeah, right. like, six Beatles albums, yeah, I was about to say, like, every put, like, Bob, Bob Dylan, Dylan yeah. album okay. on there. So what do you there, think? Like, okay, are you going to say one or two? I think he could have two, make your, but make I think your if guess. he only has one, make your definitive guess. One oh or two. Oh God! Ah. Is one on? Is one on there or both on there? Oh my I'm God! I'm gonna say both are on there. Okay, they, they should be on there. I, and that's just yeah. That's so, Vinny's guess. No, he locked in. He knows I'm how to lock in, in. Kristen. Now, but I, okay, Love so I had, I have a long history on this stuff mm-hmm. though, and I really biffed it last week, so I don't want to make the same mistake. So, <sighs> so here's the thing. Knowing Rolling Stone and like they do like to be cool and this is a safe way for them to be cool is to be like the greatest rapper of all time and he's dead and they could be all reverent. So do I think they're both on there? All right. I Lock in. I'm going to need you to lock in, Kristen. <laughs> all right. I guess I think they're both on there. I think there. they're both in there. Guys. They're both on there. Oh, yes. Yay. They are both Good. on there. Okay. Now wow. now let's make our number predictions. Where on the list do you think Ooh, they fall? Okay. So I think From Ready to, to Die. I think Ready to Die mm-hmm. is like, I think it's 97. Okay. Okay. And I think Life After Death is 315. Great. Vinny, you want to throw some numbers out there? I'm going to say, I'm going to say Ready to Die is, I'll say 47. Wow. Ooh, we love it. Love a strong life, swing. Life after death, probably two thirteen. Okay. These are great numbers. Yeah. I love them. <laughs> showing a showing a little bias. Yeah, uh, I love it. I love it. Top fifty. Top fifty for Biggie. I love Hell it. yeah. Rolling so, Stone. But, do it. But also, Kristen, you understand how Rolling Stone works a little yeah, bit more. So, life after death comes in at four hundred and seventy six. Whoa. So it's on the Squeaking list, but towards in. towards the end. Okay. And then ready to die is one thirty four. Oh. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad for, for me. this okay. list. Not bad for me too with my guess. The ninety seven and the one thirty four is not that. That's not that yeah. far apart. No doubt. I'm not feeling bad. About I was way it. off. I was I was so <laughs> off last week. I, I you've redeemed yourself a little bit. I really sometimes <laughs> I've bit. gotten within two before. Dang. Yeah, I, which is I, really. I have a weird uh, it makes me history, uh, and I've never looked at the list. I wouldn't even know where to. I mean, I could Google it, but I just wouldn't. <laughs> yeah. Why? why would you ever? Literally, why? So yeah, I mean, his those two albums I think are definitively classic albums. Mm-hmm. No argument, mm-hmm. right? Uh, now let's talk about the songs on those albums with the next category, iconic recognizable songs. I think Biggie, of this era, I can't think of anybody who has more songs that are still played this consistently today and that like everybody knows even if you don't really listen to hip-hop. Yeah, exactly. Facts. This is like That's bar mitzvah music still, which is weird Like to say that. Because like, I don't think of Biggie as like a bar mitzvah music artist. Not, right. He's not like the Black Eyed Peas. But he has so much a like, broad appeal is, yeah. exactly. that it can even make it to a bar mitzvah. Exactly. So let's kind of let's go chronologically. So obviously like the, the big breakout song on off of Ready to Die was juicy. Yeah, 
And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. Which we were talking about over the break. I was like, what is that What's song the, that starts with, it was all right. a dream? <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I love that song. Yeah. It's called Juicy. Hello. Yeah. Juicy. And that's just, that's that one is, of the iconic Biggie songs. And yeah. it is the story of him. It's yeah, such it's a great riches. song because it is the rags to riches. It is the real story that he's living the story that he's singing. Absolutely. It's like His so mom's good. in the video. Like it's, it's a whole, they, they rolled it out. Perfect. That yeah. that yeah. project they rolled it out perfect, juicy. And then sure. the next the next big song off of that I would say is Big Papa. Yep. You know the song. If if it's not telling a story, it's telling his identity. Yeah, yes. like he, here's who Ladies I am. Man. He's doing. I mean, he really did do. He set it up. He introduced himself it's to the really, world. Very he rolled well. it out. You're exactly right. He did the way it. he rolled it out for sure. And that was one that I feel like that one he he reeled the the ladies in with that. Cause just mm-hmm. I just remember being in high school and I was like the girls loved that song because yeah. it was like oh you know look at him he's cool he's yeah. got Versace shades on he's just chilling he sings yeah. to the ladies he yeah sings. that's a song that's sung to it is facts yeah he's trying to get you in a hot tub it feels like you know <laughs> yeah uh huh totally <laughs> smooth talking it really does it feels like he's trying to get you in a hot tub uh- <laughs> and then the next one is the remix of One More Chance right not the album version but right. the one with Faith Evans right. Yeah. That is uh, maybe not as iconic as those other two, but still a song you hear a lot. Uh, yeah. To the bar sample, too. It's a great record. Well, that was a totally... Like again, he 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 had the R and B hip hop. He was one of the, in my opinion, one of the first to do that and perfect it, and mm-hmm. totally, I think, brought hip hop to where it's at today because he kind of gave everybody the blueprint on how to make a great radio records and mm-hmm. and sustain, you know, yeah, hits. So absolutely. To speak. And then I think you do have to count some of those junior mafia tracks yeah because they're ostensibly junior mafia was you know his crew from growing up yep uh so it's very much a biggie project and you hear those songs and they have the same feel and vibe what, what would so be you would know song? player's anthem oh, yeah And you would also know Get Money. And they, yeah, they feel like Biggie solo tracks. Absolutely. So I think you kind of count them in the, in the canon. And then when you go to Life After Death, I think the biggest song off of that and I think, in my opinion, my favorite Biggie song is Hypnotize. Uh-huh. 
can fill you with real millionaire shit. That's cargo, my cargo, 160, swiftly. Wreck it by your new one. Your crew run, 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 your crew run, run. I know you sick of this name brand nigga with. And the video, because they're on the yacht in it and they're speedboats and stuff. It's definitely like a lot going on in that video. But that was, yeah, like that. That that song, just because it had, you know, it was it, it was like, wow, you, you you were thinking like, how is he gonna follow up, ready to die, mm-hmm. and then hypnotize is out, and you're like, whoa, this is out of here. This is like, yeah, I can't wait to hear what the rest of these this album sounds like. And hypnotize was just, uh. I mean, just sonically now it sounds so great. Like going back to Cali and hypnotize, or like today we i hear that those records so much and they sound like that i mean they're timeless yeah, yeah. you know they're absolutely timeless my daughters i got my daughter saying it's the n o t o r r o u i already trained my daughters to tell them that biggie smalls is the greatest good, rapper of all, all time you. by the way so they already know so they don't rebel <laughs> exactly like, like their dad it's such a good t- yeah so going, going, going back to cali back. is another huge one yeah <laughs> The game is mine. I'ma spell my name one more time. Check it. It's the N O T O R I O U S. You just lay down slow. Recognize a real dawn when you see one. Sipping on booze in the house of blues. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. I'm going, going back, back to Cali, Cali. Well, at the time, obviously after Pac had passed, Big was totally. He tread very lightly on that whole Tupac beef, like because he in his eyes, never had any problems or, or qualms w- with, with Pac at all. And it was, you know, Buster Rhymes actually told me, working at Power, I hear some cool stories. But the one Ooh. story I will tell you, I've never even told this to anybody else because this was a Busta kind of hallway talk. Mm-hmm. Buster Rhymes had told me, I was like, we were talking Tribe albums. He got to talking about, we got to talking about Big, and um, he was saying that he will not respect Pac because Pac, at the time when Pac got shot in New York, mm-hmm. he knew after the fact, he, he knew that Biggie had no involvement, involvement mm-hmm. in it. But for whatever reason, he wanted to continue to embellish that. I feel like Pac liked drama. I feel like yeah. Tupac mm-hmm. was like... And it's, it is kind a, of a good PR move. It, it is. An and hindsight, as you know, as a kid, I'm looking at this and we're all embroiled in it mm-hmm. and we're like invested in it. And it makes sense now. Um, first of all, Buster Rhymes said that because he already knew the guys. Uh, they were just some stick-up kids that mm-hmm. that stuck up pop, oh you know. God. So he already right. he already knew that that was fabricated. But you know, in in Pac's defense, like it's a real it's a trip. You're you're going to see your it's same studios. It's mm-hmm. all like you know you don't know like his mind. Yeah. According to Buster Rhymes, he said that nah he he knew it was. Be, like Big had no involvement in that, mm-hmm. but how? However, he just like he fuck it, to yeah. keep going with names, it. And, and yeah. Pac went aggressive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He really leaned into that. Absolutely. Well, so and he leaned into the whole East Coast West Coast rivalry thing so hard and stuff. I, I, but I think of it as like when I think of Tupac, I I think of him as like he's so charismatic. He's like such an actor. He's such mm-hmm. a stage presence. Mm-hmm. I think of him as someone who is just wiling to have fun do you yeah, know what i mean right. like in, like Almost enjoying like playing a part like, exactly, playing, a role, like right. playing the part mm-hmm. enjoying that it, that it is kind of captivating people's imaginations and it, it's like a rivalry is fun right. and stuff until somebody so with going back to cali i felt big was just trying to be like it was a peace offering you know to people in the west coast and la especially because he 
another crazy story if you if real quick oh, is do it. any I, I actually saw Biggie in the airport at LAX uh it was when he had just got into that accident and Lil C's crashed his car and he mm-hmm. shattered his leg he's walking with a cane he, wa- he wasn't even walking he had Puffy was I can't even make this up Puffy was pushing him in a wheelchair Queen Latifah was walking excuse we were in the, me yeah this <laughs> is a night this is like in night this is like in 95 we're 95 96 where I was actually held in from the ceiling. Me me and my family were traveling to New York and we were in a terminal and I was like, man, I was like, yo, big. I literally called him out and he had the Versace shades and Mm -hmm. everything. He was like, what up? I was like, ma, you got a camera? You got a camera? And I was like, at that time, obviously, no, I don't have a camera. And me and my sister, we were just like dumbfounded. I was like, that's Biggie Smalls. That's Biggie mm-hmm. Smalls right Could've there. Could have had so, a Kodak disposable yeah, moment Yeah, I know. Right so, so Puffy is pushing him in the wheelchair. And then like Queen Latifah was, it was, it, it, I think it was an award show or something like that. M- mind you, like that was like one of the great, Memories of me as a 15 year old kid is Holy seeing Biggie shit. Smalls in the airport. I yeah, it. I can't even imagine nowadays. Like, ah, oh, I wish I had. Uh, nowadays, you're having conversations go- with Bus Rhymes in the hallway, well, so your yeah. life has well, changed. Yeah, well, now it's documented. <laughs> now it's, uh, you uh-huh. know, if I ever, I'll never forget that though. My so, God. wow. Yeah. Also, it should be noted Busta Rhymes went to high school with Biggie. Right. Exactly. And Jay Z and DMX. Wait, I mean, what? It, this is like, yeah, you can't even. You know, the Ramones had rock and roll high school, <laughs> yeah. and they had hip hop high. They had a literal hip hop high school. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wow. So it, it's just so sad that you know it had to get to that point. Mm-hmm. You know, unfortunately, I'm just saying because you can't really mention Big without kind of they're kind of like you have to mention them in they're the like same intertwined sentence. Now. Unfortunately, they mm-hmm. are linked in you know yeah. history in tragedy. Tragedy Absolutely. in history for sure. Absolutely. Uh, well, let's get back to some of these these iconic let's and recognizable Let's get back to your categories. My categories. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, went on. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Detours just... and tangents are perfect. Yes, we love them. Uh, I would throw. I mean, obviously, I think more money, more problems. No info for the DEA. Federal agents mad because I'm flagrant. Tap myself and the phone in the basement. My team supreme, stay clean. Triple beam, miracle dream. I'll be that. Catch a seat at all events bent. Gats and holsters, girls on show. First of all, hip hop after Pac and Big was going through an identity crisis like no other. And I feel like it's t- it took decades to get to where it's at now finally to recuperate and recover mm-hmm. um but the mainstream songs it was like biggie was so good like mo money mo problems was not a popular like if you were a hip-hop nerd it was like too mainstream too commercial mm-hmm. shiny suits what the hell's going on yeah. type of deal and i felt like when big passed puff garnered a lot of that yeah he took the hate for that <laughs> took the he hate for really that for sure did. because it was like he well he like, was the biggie would have made it cool yeah, yeah. exactly now, big's not there and puffy's puff. an easy target exactly you so, um, but no, high, you know, more money, more problems. Classic track, classic yeah. track, undeniable. And then, not released as a single, but a, a song you do hear every once in a while from Life After Death is Notorious Thugs, Woo! which is uh, the one with Bone Thugs and Harmony. And you hear Biggie like kind of change up his flow to keep up with those guys. All the dangerous, ain't too many can bang with us. Straight up, we no angel dust. Label us notorious. That to me is one of the most impressive big songs just because how he kept the cadence, mm-hmm. kept 
the you know the tempo kept the tempo it was something like people never did that you know you had a style you had yeah you, you know, do you, your style you do your they thing. do their style right. you don't switch up for anybody it, exactly and he was like oh let me try that and that's one of my favorite <laughs> and i'm not a bone thugs and harmony i would never really was a bone thugs and harmony fan i appreciated their music but i wouldn't i wasn't the type i wasn't a fan i wouldn't buy their music type of deal back in those days but i appreciated them for what they yeah. for what they are and what mm-hmm. they you know they were. have a very unique flow absolutely you know yeah, yeah. they have their totally own thing, great yeah. style and 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 they're in that respect but big when he came on that that track that was like absurd this side of biggie where he's rapping fast right exactly mm-hmm. rules yeah definitely really all right let's go to uh the next category which is commercial success hmm. i mean hmm. for only having you know not being around for very long does it count that i taped the music video off television <laughs> yeah, yeah, <for> <laughs> uh, ready to die went six times platinum <laughs> life after death went uh diamond yeah and the, the, there is a little bit of an asterisk because it was a double album. They count each thing for two. Right. But still, it's 11 times platinum. It's These are two of the, at the time, certainly, and still greatest selling hip-hop albums. And these are during the bootleg eras, too. You mm-hmm. got to remember that. People were bootlegging records, obviously. And, and, co- and so for for those numbers are staggering. Mm-hmm. To, for any day standards, people I mean, those, were hooking that's... their VCRs up to MTV. <laughs> <laughs> there are stories. People were were taping cassettes off the radio. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, there are stories of of Biggie giving out Ready to Die like from his place, mm-hmm. just as promotion, just like handing them out for free to people on the block. <laughs> Uh, and then yes, I mean, so many of those singles also went gold or Big Papa went platinum. Right, uh, Hypnotize, Mo Money, More Problems, all of them went platinum. Uh, he was he sold so many, so many records. That's, that's crazy. Extremely that's crazy. Uh, extremely successful commercially. Now the next category, not a great one for Biggie uh, longevity. Mm. Uh, so he was around with the time he had though right yes I mean that almost flash the fact he was able to establish himself as one of the greatest rappers of all time right basically from 94 to 97 right that is a wild ride I mean mean, damn exactly like I said I don't think anybody had that run in that Mm -hmm. short amount of time and and I don't think we'll ever see that again I think about that I've been I've just been in my the back of my brain thinking about like the greats you know of rap and Mm -hmm. Like he is obviously there. There are like five or six you could put in the like absolute iconic category, and he is just like right up at the top. And I'm starting to think like, what are the next tiers of rap? Like, like once we've get all the greats in, what is the next tier? Gonna, like, is Nelly ever gonna get in? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I hope not. Like, I'm like, I'm like, I'm but like, he was big. I mean, right? I mean, he right. was big. I'm just saying, right. like, there's like these. Se- I'm thinking like second and third tier rock bands get in, right. you know. So I'm like, what are the second and mm, third tier? That's interesting. Like, rap artists or hip hop artists. Right. That I think what it is is after like the the iconic ones get in, then it's a pivot to the critical darlings, mm. like Tribe. Then we get like Odd Dayla. Future in. But yeah, I'd love to see like the conscious or the uh, the the critical. Um, 
uh, acts get in. But I'm yeah, I'm just like, what about these like mid mid range commercial acts? You know, mm-hmm. the DMXs of the world. The yeah, the, I, we we will probably get there. I'm at just some wondering, point. like, are we ever gonna sweep out this category? I mean, we're lucky, not lucky, but we're trying so hard to even get, get these top get one tier act acts in. in. Yeah. I mean, LL totally. Cool J is still not even in. Right. And so, but like after that, what's gonna be the? Next? It's all out of order. It's all right, out of too. order. You know, Jay Z is probably gonna get in. Yeah, Jay Z, for LL. example. I mean, yeah. we'll get in before LL. It's like all these people are going to get in before LL. Right. And, and like Big Papa would not be a song if LL didn't exist. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Like That's true. You, I mean, you wouldn't have yeah. a song LL not to LL, the ladies. Yeah, LL needs to be in there like, yeah, like now. I would even say like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, su- I'm surprised he's not even like, so he was on the, the ballad. They have the tried ballad. to get him in so many times. He's been on the ballad five times, five times wow. and has not yeah. gotten in. Wow. Uh, let's talk about the next category, which is innovation slash influence. I mean, hmm. that that one's probably the most. Is that the last one? Uh, you no, both. there's okay. One well, last serious one. <laughs> okay, no. Well, that one to me yeah. is what that's where he maxes out. That's why he's a, should be a first ballot is shooing, mm-hmm. you know, because the amount of influence and the amount of like I said, the, the John, like aesthetically, what he did to for hip hop moved hip hop forward faster than I think people when they listened to Big and heard Big, it, they felt like it was going to another. He was taking it to another level, mm-hmm. and I feel like he he transformed and moved the culture forward so fast and drastically. And that and he his his hands are in a lot of different hip hop artists nowadays who I'm I'm fans of, whether it be the Kendricks and the Drakes and the mm-hmm. J Coles. Kendrick and, is also he's such a top tier. He's like an FYE to me. Oh as well. yeah, like, yeah. He's absolutely. Sure. So like his influence, I feel like is we're just starting to see the seeds of that with all these artists you know Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so definitely yeah it's it's hard really to see much great hip-hop that isn't influenced by him Mm -hmm. you know because he did just there isn't i I mean i don't know who couldn't if you are making hip-hop music you were and you're and you're good at it yeah i was gonna say if you're good at it but even if you're bad at it yeah yeah that as well biggie had the recipe he said be dope uh lyricist and have a dope hook and you'll get on a right mainly a dope hook and unfortunately nowadays Mm -hmm. the the lyrics are not there um but it's always cool to 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 dance in in the in the bar at a club or whatever to different hip-hop stuff but he had the formula of having a great Hip hop record be played on the radio mm-hmm. and uh, with that R and B appeal and and then whatnot. I wonder, I wonder if Lil Kim will ever enter the conversation. Probably I mean, not. She probably won't. I just nah. don't think a significant enough career. No. But I mean, and she, of course, if if anyone listening doesn't know, I mean, Lil Kim has a career because of right. B- yeah, B-I-G. that's why was I was just mafia. thinking about it. I was just like yeah. thinking about all the people that were that he influenced and that kind of came out and that he, he gave up. He gave us Lil Kim, and I'm grateful for that. <laughs> yeah, and we thank him every day. <laughs> and I am grateful. Yeah, but yeah, the the innovation and influence of Biggie can't be understated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, ready for the last category. Woo! Does my mom know who they are? Oh, there's and, no way she doesn't. There's yeah, no my way. My mom definitely knows. There's absolutely. There's just. There's no she way knows. to be alive mm-hmm. yeah. now oh, yeah. and not know who he is. There True. just isn't. Like if you were alive in the '90s and living in America, mm-hmm. you know who he is. There's mm-hmm. just no way you don't. And, I think even a reason that people might know who he is, and this would be like the dark flip side to this, meaning like 
some white parents might know who he is because he died right. and they mm-hmm. use right. that as like a huh you know another rapper got shot right you know this hip-hop music is so violent like right. blah 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 like even that they still know who he fucking is. Right. You know, it's nah, like- listen, hip hop was definitely one, uh, just like rock and roll. It was supposed to come and go. I, I remember having uh, friends and parents. Uh, I think it was when Outkast had Hey Ya. Mm-hmm. And it was basically like, oh, this hip hop. Hey, Vinny, you're right. This hip hop. <laughs> it's hilarious. This thing's here to hey stay. Is- <laughs> no, I'm saying like that. It yeah. took for mm-hmm. Outkast Hey Ya mm-hmm. to finally make people realize this thing is not going away. Yeah. Yeah. And, oh you know, gosh. and yeah. that was in like, what, 2004? Yeah. Something like yeah. that. So that, it took, I feel like that long for My people God. to yeah. validate hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> and this wasn't well, even a hip hop song. And you know? I, yeah. And I think of like early rap and when people thought, cool well i'll do you know the safety rap or like whatever like or like that. rodney dangerfield is rapping on a record right or yeah. like, right um, <laughs> the monster mash guy you know the crypt keeper like they all were just like oh it's like a little fad that like, i can yeah, do yeah. for a novelty oh, yeah, it's record fun. Yeah. exactly it, mm-hmm. and the uh, surprise yeah the crypt are. keeper rap is <laughs> wild <laughs> That's, I didn't make that up. There's a real. Whoa. Oh, boy. Well, it is. Send it out. Show, yeah. show the, I'll put it up online. It. Yeah. Send it to the fans. No doubt. Uh, I want to see it. Okay. So I think it's time for our verdict. Should Biggie be in the Hall of Fame? Will he get in the Hall of Fame? If so, when? And will it be this year? We'll start with Kristen. He should. He will. And it will be this year. Full stop. <laughs> Full stop. It's going to happen. He will get in this year. I am almost positive. I would. He was my number one draft pick, right? He sure was. I yeah. Got him. Wow. Yeah, I got him. Definitely. Um, one thousand percent. I mean, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I'm like I said, like hip hop's the number one genre of music in the world. Mm-hmm. I think they'll acknowledge that with mm-hmm. this legend getting in first ballot, get him in, you know, and make it happen. Yeah, I think I'm with you guys. Uh, he obviously should. He definitely will. I I hope it's this year. Sure shots have failed before. I mean, Radiohead should have gotten in first year. Did not. The only silver lining, if he doesn't get in this year, is that he would get in next year and the ceremony would be in Brooklyn. Ooh. Ooh. That'd be the only silver lining. that is the only good. Damn, why did they they just wait until next year? Yeah, I know, right? Oh, my God. But, you know, the years are the years because it's 25 years after Ready to Die. Okay, well, then then I'm going to predict Jay-Z will be there next year. Jay-Z yeah. is eligible right. next year, Jay-Z right? Jay-Z does become eligible next and year. And so that'll happen for him next year. Imagine, and it's, I mean, it's, the cards it's, are That's why line. he's got to get in right now so that next year Jay-Z can get in, FYE. It's like, mm-hmm. that's kind of how it has to when happen. When you start to slow shit down, that's when you start to be like, all right, wait, 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 let's try LL again instead of oh, Outcast. Right. Like Outcast well, is and that's eligible. what I mean, the Outcast yeah. thing, I was thinking about that because they've been eligible now Since for year. two years. And I was thinking... Outcast to me, they marry the two types of rap that we were talking about, which is like the kind of like indie critical darlings and the fucking huge mainstream success story. They have it both. Mm -hmm. They are such, they are top tier fucking artists. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They should be undeniable. (laughs) Yeah. It's wild. Uh, But, but they are, I guess, you got to put the icons in. They're, they're top tier to me, but mm-hmm. the Absolutely. icon is Biggie. He's got to get in. Absolutely. Yeah. And it, it, let's hope it happens this year. I think yeah. it will. Yeah. Well, you know, seeing, uh, we saw a ballot recently. Uh, so it was sent a Roy's, picture of Roy Trakin, someone that we know. Who a is, Hall voter. he is like a 
punk guy. He's like a CBGB's. Okay. Uh, he's a white guy. Okay. You know, he's an older man, mm-hmm. and he he voted Biggie. He voted for Biggie, and so that also gave me another mm. confidence. Boost I thought about think, that as well. Yeah, to think that he could get in this mm-hmm. year because it's That's like great. this guy's voting for you know the MC Five and like Kraftwerk, work Todd Rundgren, yeah. and mm. then. Biggie I'm like this is good that Mm -hmm. it bodes well that Biggie is the only rapper on this ballot it bodes really well might end up working out nice uh let's say he gets in this year Uh who inducts him who gives the speech to induct him I think it has to be Puff (laughs) yeah I think it has to be Puff I mean is he he back to being Puff again is he Diddy what is he what's uh, going on I don't know Uh, whatever whatever he's called is he big baby Jesus (laughs) what's happening here Uh, Diddy dirty money Uh, (laughs) he won't let anyone else do it you know what you know what I mean old Diddy bastard (laughs) I mean I would love you know what I would love to see uh, Valletta Wallace his put, mom. Put his mom put him in. She'll accept the award. She'll, She'll accept, accept the award. She and his his son. Okay, so there's different. Okay, right. So there, there's okay. usually what they do is they have someone give the speech to kind of like arouse everyone up, yeah. like a Kendrick Lamar for like for big for, or something. Well, like Kendrick did NWA. Oh, that's right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's right. for for this, it feels like. Feels like Diddy seems the most likely. Yeah. Snoop should. did Tupac. Right. I was gonna say who did Tupac? Snoop. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and I mean, then Tupac's mom accepted. Well, the no award. one, no one's, no one was around. Right. I mean, there's no one left. Right. If Tupac's mom is not alive. Oh my god. Yeah, so Snoop passed. just kind of was like, oh, and I'm and accepting the, and this, this on behalf. It. All right. Yeah. I think Jay Z would be good. I mean, because they go way back. <sighs> he inducted Grandmaster Flash. Oh, Jay Z did. So Jay-Z he's did? he's been to a ceremony before. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I feel like Diddy is probably the one. It's hard to see anybody else. Again, I feel like Diddy won't I mean, let anyone else. I mean, he wrote a yeah. song about mm-hmm. him dying. About like, missing his friend. About missing right. his friend. Right. It just is like... Yeah. Nah, Puff, I hate to say this because he just commercialized Biggie. He basically, he had the image of you know mm-hmm. of Biggie being a star yeah and not very many people did but he had that vision of him and not to mention they were obviously obviously good friends and whatnot so I feel like he's it's appropriate for and him they to were such him. a like like we were saying it's like Puffy took all the hate for kind of the the corniness of, of the bad boy the, yeah. kind of look and image or whatever right uh puffy took all the hate from that biggie they were like such a synergy as far as like he gave it the street cred right you know he made it cool and diddy put the polish on it he gave the shine and Mm -hmm. they were such a good team they were a great team team, yeah for sure so then there's the acceptance which will most likely be biggie's mom and then i could see Maybe Biggie's kids up there right. with Biggie's mom, and maybe even Faith, Faith Evans. Evans. Possibly, yeah. Yeah. And then there's the there's the third thing, which is the tribute performance. There will be a tribute performance, and they've been known to incorporate a lot of different artists within one performance. Mm-hmm. So we get. I mean, it could be. I mean, again, Jay Z makes a lot of sense. Yeah. I need to have the roots backing them up, regardless. Yeah, the that makes sense. Well, Questlove is on the nominating committee, yeah. so he'll definitely uh, be. They they back they they were yeah. the backup band for when. Uh, Nina Simone was yes. inducted, yes. and yeah, they're just they were there with the Beastie Boys. I mean, like the roots yeah. tend to be that's the, the go-to. go-to. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're the yeah. They, so they, that's probably very true. Yeah, they will uh, be there, and then but who's on the mic? I mean, again, we, we could go to the high school buddies. You could do Busta, DMX, Jay Z. You know what, man? Do I really all. hope Jay Z steps up and does this. I hope he doesn't look at image and how how it may. First of all, Jay Z has bit off of many Biggie lyrics 
regardless. So he mm-hmm. should be a he spews his lyrics like if they were just like new lyrics, Jay Z. So yeah. I feel like Jay Z would be so great for the culture for just to have that moment. I would love to see Jay Z. I mean, obviously there'll be a lot more people, but Jay Z doing a rendition of to do you know Biggie's mm-hmm. music will be so monumental and so great. Not just because Jay Z's a, a a legendary hip hop artist himself, just because they were you know, they literally got a song together called Brooklyn's Finest. And yeah. like they were brothers and they came up to together. It would so be great. It'd be and great. Jay-Z's gotta do the performance. He's gotta fly his ass to Cleveland yeah. and fucking do the damn performance. Hey, and maybe we can get Beyonce on, on one of the R&B um, hooks or something. Imagine. about it. Give me one more chance. Give me, yeah. give like, me one more chance. I would, <laughs> I would. How great would that imagine? be? And if Beyonce is there and then Whitney gets inducted. Oh my goodness. Oh, see, this it's, is a lot my going little on. dream scenario. Yeah. Starts I mean, that, that could, and that's a very real trouble. possibility. Oh my god! Like I said, I just hope Jay Z and oh. like I don't know what they're. I hope Jay Z and Beyonce's crew oh they, they powwow about it. They're not too for too cool for school about yeah. image and oh. what that's gonna. What, how, should I we? Mean, is this the right yeah. move? Like, nah, fuck that. Oh, Do yeah. that. Even cynically, Please. like we said, Jay's gonna be eligible next year. <sighs> it is. It is a good at the ceremony. You they play love the game. It. You play that game and you show up like you are kind of cementing and you your bring induction. your superstar, biggest star <laughs> in the entire but see, world, that's, wife. That's just that. That's just not how Jay Z rolls. He would be the opposite he of that. Would, he would be like, I ain't showing up for something that you know. Like he he he'll play it off like he won't care or whatever. He probably does deep down, mm-hmm. but it'd be like that whole reverse yeah. psychology thing where like, he, no, I'm not gonna. Sh- are you saying this is gonna give me a closer chance to get into? Then I uh, whatever. Send, you know, look like, what happened to Q-Tip uh, to Tribe at the Grammys. You know, they were like that was Q-Tip's whole big thing. Like he or Ninth Wonder was basically uh, who's a hip hop producer was basically telling Q-Tip do the Grammys. You know, you'll have a better yourself. yeah, yeah. gratiate yourself. And he basically did it, and they were not even nominated for the best hip hop album of the year the fo- the following year, which which he went off on a rant. Um, yeah, I bet. about. But anyways, <laughs> yeah. no, I mean, I could also see. I mean, man. I know what I want because I have to go to this ceremony anyway. So I would love to see Jay-Z there. It would be great. And he can bring or leave Beyonce. I mean, she (laughs) outshines him. It would be very hard uh, for, I understand if he wanted to come alone, you know, take blue. She can be, you know, in some headphones on the side of the stage. I'm into it. Uh, whatever, bring the that twins. Would be so dope, you know. Yeah, I love it. But I, I would love to see Jay Z there. God, that would be really good. And knowing the hall, there would probably be some like head scratcher uh, choices. Yeah, Just, or and some right. some good, they some bring bad. Fucking kid rock out, and I. <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> they did that for the Beastie Boys. It was weird. It was so schoolboy Q and kid. Yeah. Anyway. But for for Gosh. Tupac, there were some choices that were like interesting, uh, oh, yeah. but Who unexpected. It was Tupac? Tretch and YG, and then okay. Snoop. Because uh, because Tretch is like like was really good friends with Pac as well. Yeah. So that there's interesting picks. You on, can never tell exactly oh. where it's going to go. The coolest thing about the Tupac tribute was it started with Alicia Keys at the piano. Oh yeah, that was very that cool. Was, and yeah. she did. Oh, uh, and she told like some personal stories she while was she, was, talking, she was. She's kind of talking and doing her thing. Her doing little. The like, she's and, like ooh, and she's talking and then she's playing the piano and <laughs> she's like, great. I remember the first time I heard like, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. she's playing it up. Yeah, yeah. it was yeah. great. So yeah. I mean, like, it also feels like anybody could be part of this tribute. Like, yeah. it, 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 all possibilities. You yeah, know, I think I could think, happen. I think P- 
Puff is a great uh, uniter too. He could probably pick up the phone and call in some favors, mm-hmm. not even favors, just say, "Hey, you're gonna do this. this. You're gonna do this. Yeah. You're gonna do this." You know, I could see a lot of younger cats, maybe even like a Joey Badass, who's from Brooklyn, yeah. New York, like a like the younger hip hop generation paying homage as well. Mm-hmm. It could go a lot of different routes, but my main yeah. One, who are the big New York? Who's big New York rappers right now? Like. Uh, like I would say pro era that crew uh, like I said with Joey Badass and whatnot, um, like ASAP Mob because I, I feel of, like California is so strong right now yeah and it's Chicago a, it's a great eclectic <laughs> like that's what I'm saying like sometimes I forget where people are from nowadays it's just like a mm-hmm. great big melting pot of you know back in the day you could tell like the rivalry who, is over guys people aren't talking about it anymore <laughs> yeah it doesn't matter as much it really now. doesn't, it doesn't. You know? no nah, and that's a great thing and that's how that's how it should be sure you should be proud you know, where you're from and rep where you're from have, have, have <laughs> chilled out okay oh they're not God. they're not repping so hard for their city anymore it's hilarious uh well with this tribute performance i guess it would depend on who's performing but what are the songs that they have to play i think obviously juicy mm-hmm. and i would say hypnotize and then i think it ends though with the i'll be missing you thing. maybe i mean Bring it sting out. you know what that would be cool to have sting, sting come out, out. like it could that. happen mm-hmm. um, that's a very rock hall move too I'll, i to want bring sting out i mean that's a jam that's yeah a jam. you do every breath you take yeah. and then have everybody play that and then have it morph into I'll be missing oh you. Oh my gosh. And then you oh then you have people freestyle over it though. That's what yeah, I want right. to see. I don't want I don't want anybody out there. I that's what I want. I just want to see like uh cause Big and his shows when especially when Party and Bullshit was out, like they would do the show, uh the song, they would act like there was like a big scuffle like if uh-huh. the Junior Mafia would be on stage and like fighting and the crowd was like, Oh, the crowd didn't know that this was the act and they're like, yeah. Oh shit, they're they're have they're fighting and then the the song comes back and they're all and, in unison yeah. together. I Surprise. need to see a, I need to see the Bigs Posse up there, Brooklyn representing, and have that moment. That would be great. And I gotta have Unbelievable is probably one of my favorite Biggie song, mm-hmm. songs. That's your pick. I would love to see Unbelievable. Having Jay Z deliver Unbelievable would be like perfect to me. Yes. You yes. know. I think they gotta do hypnotize. I, yeah. Hypnotize, juicy, Mo Money, and yeah. Big Papa. That seems like if you're yeah. going with like the four biggest hits for sure. Yeah. I think you. But they could, also tend to do medleys. I mean, they did a medley with Pac, so and I mean, that they would could get be, a lot of. They could get a lot in. Mm-hmm. It would be. I just really think that would be a great jam to do. Every breath you take into. into I'll be missing, oh I'll yeah, be missing you. That's a yeah. great. Do you know what? Actually, I remember uh, they did that for the VMAs. The, or yeah, it was there the was VMAs. an award show. Sting, yeah. Sting, Sting was there. I remember he came out. And like, then yeah. Puffy comes out and does the silliest dance. Oh, that's right. This uh-huh. is in a white suit. He's yeah. in a white dance, suit, and it is like not <laughs> reverent. And it's it's. I know it was. Yeah. Should be a little more somber. His dancing is like erratic. I know it is wild. <laughs> I know. I think yeah. Biggie encouraged that. That's why I feel like he <laughs> it felt heard, like do, do your dance, honoring. Puff. No, yeah. exactly. But he's on stage to dilute it. I know. You know? Right, yeah, yeah. With, it's, it's, it's potent corniness it's spade without right Farley. there. It's, like uh, you can't. Yeah, right. it's spade without. <laughs> yeah, it's like going it back to it's uh, going to see a David Spade movie with now Farley's dead, and you're like, yeah. I don't think I like this. <laughs> yeah, you're like, uh oh, what's happening here? <laughs> well, I mean, I think the I think the tribute performance is going to be. It's going to be great. Yeah. I have, I have a good feeling. If Biggie gets in, I know. would you go? Where's it would at? You, if it was this year, it's in Cleveland. You would have to go oh, to it's Cleveland, in Cleveland. Oh, it's in Cleveland, Ohio. Isn't it always in Cleveland? It goes right? back no, and forth. every other year. Oh, it does. Year. Brooklyn okay. and, and Cleveland. Oh, man. I would definitely go. I would definitely yeah. go. Minnie. I would go. If, Minnie, if, you could get a press pass, I bet. What? Come on through. 
Damn, I would love to. I would love to. I yeah, would. well, we're going to be there. We're going to be okay. there. So we might be in the cheap seats or we might have finagled <laughs> ourselves some sort. We'll I'm always we'll, aiming for we'll, backstage access. That's well, what. I, we'll that's see. where I'm at. Wow. But yeah, that if you go, amazing. oh yeah, you can you can hang with us. Yeah, that would be great. I'm down. I, Hell yeah, for I sure. I would love that. Well, Vinny, thank you so much for doing the show. Man, I thank you guys for having me. This that was, was fun. A this lot of fun. This was a really fun episode. Uh, I appreciate I'd you love to talk about bands. Always, And I want to give you the opportunity to plug whatever you want to plug. Obviously, wax only, and then you know your social media whatever yeah. go at it you can follow me on all things social media at Vinrican on twitter and instagram and my show wax only go to youtube type in wax only and enjoy the playlist that's, hell yeah that's what There's it is a lot of episodes for you to enjoy Absolutely. i'm going to be enjoying them soon i can yeah. guarantee it hell yeah. <laughs> well uh you can follow us at rock hall pod on twitter and instagram rock at gmail.com if you want Kristen to see it, you're gonna have to indicate that somewhere in the message subscribe <laughs> to us on apple podcast rate and review us five stars only if you're leaving a review because of this episode why don't you say say, yeah, say, juicy. say juicy use juicy yeah. in a way you've never used it <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Mike Lloyd for the logo. Thank you to Yusuke Kim for the music. Thank you to Joe Devine for the equipment. Thank you to Chad Briggs and Dave Schilling for letting us record in the home that I share with them. And thank you to Pantheon Podcast for hosting us. I'm Joe Pozzala. I'm Kristen Studdard. And who cares? About the Rock Hall. The Crypt. Keep us in the house. With a groove that's nasty and mean. Like the effects of a guillotine. A permanent headache. The end of the mission. For you have entered the Keeper's Television. So everybody just make that dash. A dash to the Crypt. Keep us monster bash. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points. Fantasy Points.